This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next on Plains FM is Find Your Bliss. Bliss lovers, it is Rebecca Davison here, intuition coach and founder of the Intuitive Life Academy. Welcome, welcome to the Find Your Bliss show here on Plains FM, where we broadcast live from the studio every nine o'clock on a Thursday morning, and we talk about all things spiritual, psychic, metaphysical, esoteric, and all based and centered around your intuition and how to create a life that you really love. So my apologies, folks, this morning to those on Facebook for some reason my phone has gone on the blink so I'm not able to broadcast live from the studio but I hope you're with me in spirit because today we're actually talking about energy tools that you can use for your children and working with children and energy is so much fun because children are naturally very open and this is why when we have children of course you know it takes us into those energies of pure innocence pure radiance pure light when we have a baby a baby of course is beyond ego because the baby has just arrived it is a tabula rasa a blank slate and um you know that baby has come into a body a soul that's come into a body to have a a earthbound experience and um when we work with children in energy, I truly believe that this is the way of the future in terms of helping children to understand how powerful they are, to create deeper levels of autonomy for children and for children to be able to know and trust themselves. Often what happens when I'm working with clients is on numerous occasions I will work with people and they will say things like, oh yeah, when I was younger I was really intuitive or when I was younger I could really manifest easily. When I was younger, you know, I could see angels and guides or I could see fairies or I could see, excuse me, (coughs) my imaginary friends, right? So we want to be in that space where we never want to shut children down. Inevitably being on the earth plane, children are going to experience contraction when it comes to knowing what shame and guilt is as a as a human being you're going to experience contrast that's part of the deal contrast in the form of resistance challenge difficulties hurt suffering etc it's pretty much um you know impossible but if you are aware as a parent you can minimize it and you can help your children to develop a skill set where they be able, are able to navigate through life choosing love over fear and so one of the first and foremost and most important things which is a prerequisite for really helping children with their intuitive and energetic skills and gifts is to be a person obviously who's interested in that but who will extend themselves so learning how energy works, learning that we are all oscillating fields of energy and um, to be able to help your children. And really when it comes to children, you know, children, um, 
one of the best things you can do for your children is activate their imagination, which is why reading to children is so important. Because, of course, what happens is when you're reading to a child, that child has the opportunity to receive the information, but they're activating their imagination. And now, if you've ever been read to as a child, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because um, one of the books I was read to was The Folk of the Faraway Tree. And what you're doing is you're activating your imagination as you're listening to the story. Now, why is this so important when it comes to intuition? Because your intuition is your, sorry, your imagination is the gateway to your intuition. So we want to encourage and develop this in children. Now, what happens, of course, is when children are born, they're in a different brain frequency. You know, for a predominant, from zero to seven especially, they're in usually theta brain states, although we move through those brain state frequencies. And essentially, you know, our brain frequency becomes higher when we get into normal um, alpha and beta states as well. So, we want to be able to help children to learn how to navigate that and often to a really precious time is between 7 to 10. Why? Because children are moving away from their parents. They're starting to form their own identity. They're starting to form an ego. And of course, the ego is um, because they are changing brain frequency, of course. So they're also becoming more aware of who they are as a human. Now, of course, moving into puberty, of course, that becomes um, intensified as every parent will be able to testify to, you know, when hormones are starting to kick in around puberty and children around, you know, 15, 12 to 15, 16, they're really going through that phase of who am I? Who am I in this world? What is my identity? and you know starting to bring up some of those deeper questions I remember when I was like 13 thinking why is a fork called a fork for like half an hour you know you're really in (laughs) you're really in some interesting awarenesses as you're going through these these stages and ages however please do not underestimate that just because a child is a child that they are not psychically and intuitively aware. Um, We talk a lot these days, there's a greater level of awareness around the, is it the first thousand days so the first three years of a child's life super important in terms of developing their personality we want to look at the energetic soup in our home the best thing you can do for your children is to choose your own happiness and to know yourself deeply so you can be present to them if you've got stuff going on for yourself it is going to be difficult for your children to feel seen heard witnessed and received by you which is probably the greatest thing that they need from you, you know, to receive their their tantrum or to receive their desire or need for love and connection to be received. So let's talk about some of the things that you can actually do with your children, and depending on what age they are. However, you know, these are still relevant to being an adult. These are still going to work for you as an adult, but they're more kind of orientated towards children. So, and again, often too, you have to realize that what children need, buying into that idea, right, that children really need your loving presence. But this will be a great opportunity to develop more intimacy with your own children, to develop a greater connection. So one of the first things is to really work with something that's childlike, which is rainbows, okay? And how this can work really easily 
and effectively. If you've got a child that is distressed, upset, out of sorts, um, you know, just like adults, children get ungrounded. Just like adults, children are affected by the energy around them and their environment. So this is a really cute, simple process, which is really about helping them to come into alignment with their chakras, their energy centers and the different parts of their bodies. But of course, children can relate to a rainbow. A rainbow is fun, it's bright, it has all the colors of the spectrum, which is actually what we're working with. In this circumstance, we're working with color. Color is frequency. So this is very easy for children to adopt rather than a highbrow explanation of energy. They can easily connect to all the colors of the rainbow. So if you have a child that is distressed, etc., a really simple energy trick that you can do with them or tool as such is to you know sit or stand and allow them to allow the colors of the rainbow to move into their body now how this might look you might guide them through this is just ask them to you know be still use their imagination to see the color red right going into their root chakra again and again you know like in when you're actually working with colors and frequencies a lot of people are like okay the seven chakras in the body related to the seven rays in the rainbow um i don't always necessarily adhere to that i think you can take any color anywhere but if you're wanting to work in that structure right that the rainbow is connected to the body you would send red into the root chakra because that's usually what it's associated with so red of course um which is about, you know, the root chakra, of course, is about feeling safe, feeling connected, that it's it's okay to be here on the earth plane. So allowing your child to send the color red into the root chakra, and then you would start moving up. So Richard of York gave battle in vain. That's how I remember it from school. Roy G. Bev, is that right? So then, of course, the next color is orange, which would go into their belly, right, just below their belly button. And again, you can allow a child to use their imagination and just walk them through it by saying, you know, allow yourself to be filled up with color orange in your belly, thinking of a juicy orange, feeling of that color moving into your belly, bringing you the energy of comfort, that it's safe for you to be you. Again, your words are so powerful when you're working with children, so powerful. One of the best things you can do as an adult is to start doing a word audit or even a thought audit of what your words and thoughts are when you're around your children or even when you're not. You know, what is the energetic vibration of your home? Be aware of what you bring. Your children can contribute to this. We will go and unpack that a little bit further. So next, of course, you would be moving into your solar plexus and thinking of the color yellow, which is really powerful for children in terms of feeling safe to go out there. The solar plexus, of course, is our power center in terms of like, I can step out into the world and feel safe to shine my light. So you want you want to see a child that's crestfallen, they've probably been energetically punched in the solar plexus, right? They've doubled over onto themselves, they've crumbled. So we want to expand that back out again. Another really simple tip that I use with adults, right, is to imagine that you've swallowed the sun and that you've placed it in your solar plexus. You know, when you see children open up in their energy field, just get them to do that, you know. If they're distressed, if they're upset, if something's gone wrong, if they're doubting themselves, just say to them, swallow the sun, right? Take that sunshine into your belly, let it open up your body, your posture, your belly. Imagine that there's light coming out of your body. 
these are very much aligned with energetic principles, right? Where is your light? It resides inside of you. By even doing this, you're helping a child to focus on the fact that it's inside of them. It's not something that comes externally and that they have control over it through their power and attention and focus. So helping children to realize that they always have something that they can do or choose, which is so important, especially as they start to go through their teenage years, their puberty, and they're starting to experience all those hormones that are starting to race around their body. To have these things instilled at a younger age is so powerful in terms of helping them to navigate. You know, if they're in a circumstance as a teenager and it's already in their subconscious that, hey, I can actually bring more light to this situation, I can activate my power by seeing that light coming out of my body, which is going to help me expand my energy fields and open up, make sure I'm connected to my intuition. If it's already there from when they're a child, then they can activate it when they're a teenager, when they need it, right? When they're in those circumstances where, you know, something serious is coming up. Is somebody getting into a car with somebody who's been drinking? You know, if they activate that light within them, they have a better chance of making a better choice. So starting to do these really simple things. Of course, with the rainbow, this would be probably appropriate for younger children, but again, any age, it's still effective. So then you would move up into the chest, and of course, the heart chakra is green, often associated with pink as well, but allowing the color green to pour into their chest. You know, imagine it, you know, that they're playing with paint even, that the color of the paint is moving in, of course, then it moves into blue, sky blue for the throat, indigo blue in the forehead, and of course, the crown is violet or purple. So, you know, if you've got a child that's out of sorts, because remember, colour is frequency. Bumblebees are pretty much blind, but they will always go for the lavender or the blue flowers because they have a higher frequency. So don't underestimate this because it's easy for us to go into places where we're like, oh, this is fooey, right? Or this is just made up. No, if you actually break it down on an energetic level, it is totally true, right? Every color has a frequency. That's why working with color can be so powerful. And especially for children, it's easy, it's accessible. They're already working with a lot of color in their world anyway, right? Children often have though, you know, when they're a baby, you have those soothing pastels. But when they're a little bit older, it is more, (coughs) excuse me, it is more primary, right? Bright yellow, bright red, bright, bright blue, bright green. You know, these are the things that are appealing to a child's imagination, So going through that process, and I can guarantee a couple of things are going to occur. Excuse me. If you are the person who is facilitating this for your child, they are going to feel soothed. A, because you're working with energy and frequency and you're bringing in the colors that they need to help them feel balanced. B, they are receiving your loving attention. They are receiving from you, which is what they need on a very primal, fundamental level to know that you are there for them. But see, you're also showing them that they can create this for themselves. You know, in a way, you're you're being their facilitator at this moment rather than just a parent. And that is hugely powerful because what you're demonstrating to your children is you can do this. You can help shift your own mood. You can help regulate your own emotions. You can help regulate your own energy. Super, super powerful stuff. So number one, 
Again, depending on the age of the child, it's probably going to appeal to children who are, you know, probably four, five, six, seven in regards to doing that. But again, you can still use this for teenagers doing the rainbow technique and allowing all the colours of the rainbow to move into their body. Swallowing the sun, like I said, that's very effective, especially if somebody is feeling like if your kids have got to do a speech, if they're feeling self-conscious, if they're an introvert, you know, this is really powerful in terms of going okay <clears throat> sorry folks excuse me they've got a um they've got to do something where they have to lead from their power center where they have to be seen swallowing the sun is really really powerful okay so let's move on to some more um and one thing that came up when i was kind of tuning into the energy of the radio show today was if your children have imaginary friends Please don't make this wrong and don't go into alarm. Um, Babies and cats, it's well known, can see spirit, okay? So they can see beyond the third world or the 3D, right? So they can see other energies. So please don't make your kids wrong about this. If they've got an imaginary friend, it could just be an angel or it could be an energy that they have called in because on some level they are seeking comfort. Why would anybody bring in an imaginary friend? Perhaps because they feel a little lonely, perhaps because of the family circumstance. They might be the youngest child, they might be the only child. So, you know, maybe the older kids have gone to school and maybe that child's there at home by themselves. So they're just seeking that comfort of having someone around. So don't even make your kids wrong if they have an imaginary friend. Ask your child questions about it. And also too, right, don't be careful that you're not in the energy of disbelief because your kids will pick that up and it will create a little bit of dissonance between you. So ask your child about your their imaginary friend with complete belief, right? This My child can see this and this is often what happens, right? Children will say that they see something or they feel something and parents, because they can't see it, will turn it down or shut it off. It will scare them sometimes that their children uh, have supernatural abilities that they don't. So they will often say, no, that's not true or there's nothing there or you can't see that. And this is how children end up shutting and turning off their intuition. So allow it to be okay, right? What's it take? What is it okay? What, you know, realizing, right, your children might actually have skills and talents that you don't. What does it take just because you're older than them that you let go of anywhere you don't think that your children don't have authority? They do. You want to maintain their openness and instead of like shutting off, which is often what happens, you want to allow them to be in that space where they continue to tune in and are aware, all right, that they can t- continue to tune in and keep them open no matter what. So telling them that their imaginary friend isn't real, isn't going to help. I want, And this is a clever thing to do though. If you're asking them questions about their imaginary friend, ask them about the qualities of their imaginary friend. You know, say it's um, Mikey or something. You know, what does Mikey wear? What does he do? What's he like? What are his characters? What does he value? Ask them that, 
right? Because they will give you information. So then, of course, again, because you never want to make your children wrong about things like that, but you want to maybe start making some loose associations so your children can start identifying that those qualities can be found on the earth plane in other people. Again, this is not for the purpose of pulling them away from their imaginary friend, but it's just helping them to make the connection that other people have those qualities that they're looking for in their imaginary friend, right? So it can help them feel safer about being here on the earth plane. You know, one of the one things that I think is really beneficial often for children is um, getting craniosacral or having an osteopathy session just after they've been born, not just for the purpose of straightening out their spine, etc., or helping them to, um, you know, get okay with being in a body, but it is really to help their soul to calibrate being on the earth plane. You know, I don't know if you've seen any of those memes, right? And and again, once upon a time, I didn't believe in reincarnation. And now I've had so many circumstances where I'm like, oh, that's, that's a thing for real. So when children reincarnate into a body, you know, sometimes when the soul comes into the body, it doesn't always come in. A lot of people say that the soul comes into the body when the heart starts beating doesn't always happen like that. I know for myself, I came in pretty late and um, my mum's labour was very quick. It was three hours from start to finish. Impatience has definitely been an ongoing theme in my life. So um, recognising that, right? Like your the soul can come into the body late, help your baby and your baby's soul adjust to being on the earth plane because sometimes it can be a little bit shocking, right? For babies to be like, oh my God, I'm back in this human dimension, having this human experience again. So doing something like that can just really help your baby and their soul adjust to being back on the earth plane, right? You want to think of your baby as, you know, body, mind and spirit. You know, maybe their mind when they're born, but you think about it, it's still absorbing everything. They're like a little sponge. They absorb the energy that is in your home. If you're having an argument with your partner, right, they will absorb the energy of that it will be registered in their psyche on some level now please as a parent please let go of beating yourself up or making yourself feel guilty that does not serve your children you are doing the best you can you are human you want to be in that space of even if your baby's like two years old just apologize if stuff doesn't work out, right? If you get angry, if you lose it at your kids, just do what any other normal human would do and go, I'm really sorry, right? I lost my temper. Treat your children like the sentient beings that they are and they will have greater um, empathy and compassion for you if you do. You want to see the light in children (coughs) and also honor it. Right, you want to you see them as a limitless being in a body as soon as they arrive. I think what happens often too is, um, you know, children challenge us on so many different levels. You know, as the expression goes, from the mouths of babes. You want to listen to the wisdom of children. I know so many people and they just, they laugh at their children often, not at them, but, you know, at themselves because their children will turn around and give them intuitive wisdom and guidance because their kids can see it. You know, they can see what mum and dad are doing. They can see where mum and dad are in denial because they're coming from a different perspective. Listen to that, you know, be open to that. Be the person who can go, actually... 
there is so much that I can learn from my children that I'm not probably allowing at the moment because I'm too reinforced into the identity of being a parent as a recognizing that this child has come through as part of my soul tribe. So they are here to teach me just as much as I am here to teach them very good attitude okay so when it comes to imaginary friends don't make it wrong help your child to identify the qualities that they because their qualities that their imaginary friend has um, will be something that they're looking for right whether it's um, attention affection support consistency whatever it is help your child to identify that other people on the earth plane have those qualities as well to help your child feel integrated and safe and also too think about it um when children have an imaginary friend that imaginary friend doesn't really have an ego in my experience working with children who you know have an imaginary friend the imaginary friend isn't really mean or cruel or bossy to them right they are usually supportive helpful you know and again children can see things that we can't see like angels and guides um if you've ever seen a cat and you and it's looking like it can see something in the room it can right <laughs> if you've ever seen a baby and it's almost like the baby's looking behind your shoulder or a toddler and they're just staring at something off in space it's probably because they can see something that you can't make that okay don't make it wrong don't shut it down with fear Okay, so a really simple thing that you can teach your children to do, which is really, really powerful, is to help them to understand that if other children are mean or unkind, that they, um, you know, they're in a place of contraction. You know, naturally speaking, everybody would choose to be happy. So if a child, um, you know, if your children are at school and they're coming up against another child, there's always a couple of things you want to look out for too, right? If a child's unhappy what's going on with their parents right the kids parents right and what's going on with the child of course so really being in that space of helping children to realize that if somebody's being mean to them that there is some kind of contraction going on in the person who is being mean so one thing that's really powerful to do to get your children to do is to explain that to them right that that person is obviously going through a tough time right now and that's why they're being unkind and instead of going into contraction yourself what you want to do is stay in the energy of love and you can send blessings to that person now as the adult the parent what you want to do right is send blessings to that child as well but also to their parents because children pick up on the energy in the home and the, as you know, more often than not, they will go to school, they will go to college and they will act out because they're a sponge and if that sponge is too full, some of that energy has got to come out and often it will come out as being unkind or unvicious. If you've got parents who are fighting, if there's dissonance in the home, the child will be impacted by that and we, you know, this is not rocket science, we know this, but we need to respond with compassion. If you go, and often what will happen is where children get into a circumstance where they're being picked on, it is so important how you as the parent respond to that, right? Because if it brings up all your wounding, you will start projecting onto the child. So you want to be very aware if your child comes to you in a state of distress, if you are getting triggered, 
right? If you are going into defensiveness, if you are going into, you know, it's us against them, right? This is a wonderful way that our children can help us to heal our wounds is by going, oh my goodness, right? Like I'm scared that my child's being picked on. Are you going into fear or can you go into compassion, Right. Can you go into that place of like something's going wrong for that child? So therefore, we need to send that child some compassion. And this is the difference between duality, which is that us versus them mentality, versus oneness, which is we can rise above this and we can be compassionate and send that other person. Now, if you have got wounding of your own, if you have got a low self-esteem and therefore you see this occurring for your child, more likely than not, you will get triggered, right? It will bring your stuff up immediately. And you want to take some time to just take a space, right? <laughs> to go, actually, I need, I need a moment. I need some time to kind of go, wow, is this bringing up something within me? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is this bringing up something within me that needs to be addressed? Take responsibility for that as the parent. You know, your children push your buttons all the time. Your job is to bless your own kids and say, thank you so much, kiddo, for showing me what's looking to be healed within myself. They will do it inadvertently. They will do it without you, you know, whether they're even aware of it or not. Your children will show you your stuff like nobody else. The beauty of the relationship is they agreed to that before they even got here. You know, you're as a child, as a soul, you choose your parents. So, you know, if you have children, be grateful that they chose you. Okay, I don't have children myself, but obviously I have been a child and I've had plenty of children in other past lives. So knowing what really works. And again, you want to honor the divine within them. You want to acknowledge that. You want to appreciate that. Yes, you're the caretaker, but you are the container to help your children feel safe, to help them grow into greater levels of autonomy, but to also see them as an equal right from the get-go. You know, just because they're a child does not mean that they don't have equality. And this is very, um, and you know, this will make the transition when they're a teenager moving into adulthood so much easier. If you can see them as your equal right from the get-go, you know, there it's going to the transition. And as a teenager moving into an adult, they can move from being your child into being your friend so much more easily. And you want that, right? Because you want, you don't want your children to get to 18, 19, 20 and then be out of there and be like, I don't want to go home, right? You want to be your kid to be like, hey, you know what? You were a great parent and now you're an awesome friend and I choose to hang out with you. I want to spend time with you. I like you because they have, your parents have seen you as an equal. Alrighty, so we've got some rainbow tips. We have got some swallowing the sun. We've got don't shut your kids down when it comes to their imaginary friends. You know, don't don't shut your children down intuitively anyway. You know, I think what happens sometimes is, um, you know, we talk about star seeds, etc. Like children who come in and they're holding a different frequency. Sometimes that can freak people out. You know, namely the kids too, right? Because they're like, this earth plane feels uncomfortable to me. Like the vibration on this planet is low and I've come in to help raise the vibration. You know, celebrate your children and their soul level as well. 
now. Go and get your kids an energy clearing right from the get-go. Children respond to that stuff so quickly. Children can shift energy so quickly as well because they don't have those layers and layers and layers of patterns of imprints that we often do by the time we're adults. Okay, so... Number number one energy tool, right? Teach your children how to manifest. Teach your children how to create. You know, ask, believe, receive. Or in my world, it's ask, believe, take some action, and then receive. You want to get your kids to be in, you know why? Because not only does this knock into being an entrepreneur kind of early, but you want to get your children into the energy of, I can create what it is that I want, right? I am a limitless being in a body. So if they want to create something, then make a plan with them. You know, you are an adult. You know what it is to go out and create something. You have already done that in your life by getting a job or creating money or creating something that you love. Teach your children how to do the same. So again, this is activating their self-belief. So when they're a child and they want a bicycle, you're like, okay, well, let's make a plan on how we're going to do that. What are you going to do, right? And ask them to start using their intuition, right? What is an idea or a feeling or an inspiration that we can work with to help this bring about? When children manifest too, like often it freaks their parents out because they're like, oh my God, I can't believe my kid did that, (laughs) right? I can't believe my children are better at manifesting than I am. Make that okay, right? When the child goes, look, I, you know, like, and you've come up with the idea to do a lemonade stand or something, right? To start raising money. And the kid's like, hey, no, I'm 500 steps ahead of you because you know what? I put it out there and somebody said, hey, do you want this bike? Make it okay, right? That your kids can move fast, that they are creators, that they are powerful, you know, let them let them lead in regards to their own intuition because they can guarantee it is open, they're connected, they get the stuff, they know how to do it. So get your children to start doing that early. There's never, um, you know, they're never too young to help teach them how to manifest what it is that they want. And again, if they can keep that open, then they're going to step into doing what they love because they're not going to feel limited. They're going to trust themselves and their own intuition to be able to go out and create what they want. So they're not going to end up in a job that they hate and then going, oh my goodness, is this life? Because they're like, no, I know how to create stuff. I know how to go out and create money, create wealth, create prosperity by doing something that I enjoy or love because you've already trained them to think that way. Okay, super powerful. Don't wait until they're 18, 19, 20 and then have the conversation about, okay, so what are you going to do? It's too much pressure. If you get to that point and they're not sure, you know, you you want to start as early as you can with your children in regards to helping them to create what they want. They have way more power than you're probably giving them credit for. Help them to start activating it now, right? Learn what it takes for yourself to manifest and then you'll teach your children the same. You know, for adults, it can be a lot harder because we have to let go of our limiting beliefs to allow it to show up. Whereas children don't often have that. They're not sitting there going, oh, I can't have that because it has too much of a value proposition. You know, the kids are going, shall I have the Ferrari or the Maserati? Whereas parents are going, oh my goodness, you know, I, I don't value myself enough because of everything I've listened to, you know, that voice in my head that I've listened to, which has created this set of beliefs which isn't serving me. So, you know, step your children into their creator ability as soon as possible. Talk to them about what it takes to create stuff so they'll be able to hit the ground running. Because if you think about it, the education, the study, whatever it is, 
that's one thing. But if your children have the skill set to know how to make things happen, they can apply that to anything, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's being at university, whether it's being at school. Cultivate that daily outside of school. Don't allow the school or the education system to lead when it comes to your children being creators. Right? School and our education are a little bit prehistoric, really, in terms of even working with energy. They're only just starting now to bring in meditation into schools instead of detention, which is all about keeping your energy open versus keeping your energy contracted. You think about it, a detention is based on shame. Meditation is based on stillness and listening to spirit. It's a very different approach. So teach your children now what does it take to be a manifester? What are we going to create? What is it that you want? Let's go about creating it. Create a plan with them. Ask them to listen to their intuition. What do you think is a good idea? You know, how do you know that it's intuition? They'll feel it in their body, right? Their body will prompt them. They'll have an idea, they'll have an experience, something will come through. Get them working with their angels and guides now so they feel safe so they can talk to their angels and guides in moments of contraction when they're feeling separate when they're feeling you know that they've been judged or ridiculed by other kids get them set up so they know that they have a support team around them at every single step in the process you know can you imagine being you know because they didn't have that experience but can you imagine being 14 15 years old and knowing that your angels and guides are around you which mine definitely were at those ages in terms of keeping me safe but to know that they're there on a conscious level that you can ask for support from the universe that you can ask for help really important okay so what else have I got on my list here oh yeah so gratitude right and heart-centered living you know and this is so fun because when everybody and again I had a client who started doing this she's got four beautiful daughters but what she started doing with her girls is she started taking time in the morning to set herself up for the day so she would sit down and do some journaling now can you imagine with four children how easy that is not very but she persisted right she changed the pattern so now when she gets up to do her journaling to get herself in a good frame of energy her daughters do the same thing they pull out their journals and they express words of appreciation and they keep themselves in their heart center by focusing on it So being the person who's going to help cultivate that in your own children. I think this is one key thing that is huge. And Princess Diana was actually pretty good at this, right? She took her children to hospitals or to where people were underprivileged, right? And she helped them to realize how privileged they were and how important it is to have compassion and empathy and how important it is to be grateful for what you have. You know, and I think a lot of people would say in this day and age, because they haven't paid attention or because they haven't instilled those values into their children, that they sometimes feel like children are spoilt or that their children have a sense of entitlement. Now, those children just don't know any different, right? If they've grown up in an environment where, um, and again, this is, this is across the board, right? This isn't just for children who are wealthier. Children who are not wealthy as well also want to learn the principles of gratitude. Why? Because as energetic frequency, it's all about expansion. You know, if you have a child who um, doesn't have a lot, but they know how to practice their principles of gratitude, which is often the case, right, that they will be really grateful, then they'll receive more 
appreciation means to create more. So when we appreciate what life has to offer us, we can stay in those heart-centered frequencies, life will bring us more. And this is how we can teach our children, no matter what our financial background is, to be able to create a sense of abundance for themselves. Abundance is always connected to gratitude. You have to be grateful for what you have to be able to create more of it. So instilling that. How do we do this? Well, you can do it around the kitchen table, right? I know a lot of people who do this at dinner time. They sit there and they say, what was great about today? You know, I remember listening to a podcast once and the the dad around the dinner table would said, what did you fail at today? And he would be upset if his children couldn't tell him what they had failed at because what he wanted them to instill in them is that they needed to extend themselves out of their comfort zone. So starting to think a little differently in regards to perhaps how you're showing up around your kids. Don't take your children for granted, right? Don't don't see them just as extra humans in the house, right? They are soul beings in a body. They are picking up what you say, what you do, your attitudes, your beliefs, your behaviors. If you can help them to focus on gratitude now, they will keep that. It will be stored in their subconscious. So when they are older, they will have a better quality of life because they will be grateful for it. They will be grateful for what is showing up. You are literally programming their subconscious mind to happiness by focusing on gratitude. You know, they've done studies that if you focus on gratitude, it increases your happiness by like 25% over a period of two weeks. So starting to put those kind of family rituals in place. Um, Of course, in the States, they have Thanksgiving where they go around and express appreciation. But you want to do this on a daily basis. Why do you want people in your family to be happy? Do you want them to be able to move through their issues quicker? Absolutely. And the way you can do this is by coming back to, to gratitude, which comes back again to even doing the blessings, blessing other people and saying, I love and bless that person who's in serious pain right now because they're showing up as a bit of a jerk, right? I can send them love and blessings because I'm grateful that I'm not the one having that. You know, and this is how people and children need to learn how to stay in their own energy. And this is huge for, especially for women. I think women probably do more people-pleasing than men do. But as little girls, we can want to pick up the energy, fix, heal, and solve other people. And then we go into those people-pleasing dynamics, and then we end up frustrated and resentful and defensive. So instead of doing that, what does it take to teach your children how to maintain their own center and not pick up energy for other people, right? Teach your children to keep their heart open, but they don't have to go into somebody else's sadness. They don't have to go into somebody else's contraction. They don't have to go into somebody else's um, depletion. You can encourage and teach your children how to send love, how to send light, how to bless other people, and how to go ahead and be a good person by taking action and doing things that can be supportive without picking up other people's energy this is massive, especially for children because children are really open. You know, give you an example. Uh, Two children sitting at school 
one child was bright and sunny and open and the other one's a bit contracted and cloudy and miserable, you can guarantee that that child that's open, if they don't know how to manage their energy, is going to end up being impacted by that other child. You know, and often in circumstances, the teacher will put them next to each other because they can see one kid is contracted and the other one's more expanded. So they're wanting to balance the child that's more contracted out. But it doesn't work like that if the child who's more expanded doesn't realize because what they'll do is they'll end up giving their light away. You know, they'll end up, and again, be aware. Like if your children um, are usually bright and sunny and happy and then all of a sudden it looks like the clouds have come over and it's happening on a consistent basis, start asking questions about who is in their environment. You know, who are they spending time with? What are they like? You can glean a lot of information from asking questions and listening intuitively. You know, they might give you wee snippets of information. Feel into the energy. If you've got like a teenage daughter or son and they start hanging out with somebody and the energy starts getting a little bit dark, you know, you, you want to be aware of that psychically in case there's like drugs and alcohol involved, you know, because drugs and alcohol definitely contribute to cloudier energy, right? It brings a few clouds in. The vibration becomes lower. Um, you know, if your children are starting to turn up and they're been drinking or smoking, etc., you're going to be able to see it in their energy if you have awareness. If you are tuned in, you will know immediately what is going on. You'll be able to feel it and you'll be able to speak to it directly. You don't want to allow that stuff because often what can happen, right, is kids can be really good at hiding that kind of stuff. And then by the time you actually really go into that greater level of awareness, you you will have missed it or it will be an energy that's kind of you know it's it's happened on a repeated basis so they're continuing to choose it rather than actually question that choice they're just showing up in the energy of it so starting to use your awareness in regards to how to keep your children safe everything is energy you'll be able to feel if you're aware if you're focusing your attention if you're open if you can see it you know, if you're taking the time to see it, that is, by being aware, how do you do this? You can sit down at your dinner table and just tune into the energy of your children and go, you know, what's going on for them? Are they happy? You know, because you know how children can tell you one thing, but energetically you can definitely, you know, they're so open. They don't really hide it from you. You can see what's going on. You can see if they've created some defense mechanisms where they're like, I'm not going to let you in. I'm not going to tell you what's really going on. And also, too, that can be a really frightening time as a parent because it's like, oh, my goodness, if they're not letting me in, how am I going to help them? Right? One of the best things that you can do for children who are in that space is something really simple. Spend time with them doing something. Okay, and guys are actually probably better at this than women, right? But for women, it might look like going for a walk together. And you, as the parent, just be with the kid, right? Just be there. Don't put your projections in there. Don't talk even. Allow them to lead. And they will naturally open up because especially if you're walking side by side, it's not confrontational. You're not looking at them directly. It's easier for them to open up. Very. That's why, you know, like people often talk about, you know, the best time is when they're driving their kids to school because they're not sitting across from each other at the kitchen table, you know, or going for a walk, allowing your children to be held by you. 
be aware of that when you're walking with them. See light going underneath their feet, seeing light going around their body, seeing light, you know, allow them to feel your energy. Make sure you're in the energy of compassion, of openness, of I'm here for you. Even saying that in your mind can be really helpful. You know, I'm here for you, kiddo. Talk to their soul. I want to make the connection with you. I'm not judging you. I just want to support you. I want to be here. You can say all of that in your mind. Your child will feel it in your body and in their body, right, which creates a deeper sense of safety and trust. At all costs, we want to stay away from panic, alarm, because again, what's going to happen? Your child's going to pick that up and they're going to go into defensiveness. They're going to go into that resistance and go, oh my God, you know, I can feel that energy in you, that kind of panic energy, and it makes them panic. Emotions are contagious. So there is always a way. And nine times out of 10 folks, I've seen so many miracles happen for people when they just take time to be present. Right, when you can truly learn what it is to put your fear, your worry, your doubt, your panic to the side, stay calm and be present and be willing to receive your child no matter what it is that they say, then you can create miracles. You know, if that children knows that child knows that they're loved no matter what, no matter if they've made a mistake, if they've stuffed up, if they've gone into, you know, an area or a circumstance which is not safe or it's dangerous for them or other people, right? Super powerful in terms of like going, I love you unconditionally and I am aware of my own stuff, so therefore I'm not projecting it onto you. Right? That's the key as a parent. You want to be a good parent. Get to know yourself very well. Know your shadow. Know when you get triggered. Know what upsets you. Right? Know what is looking to be healed still. It's one of the best gifts you can do as a parent. Okay, so we'll just recap what we've covered today, folks, because there's been quite a lot. Depending on the age of the child, too, and again, how relevant this is going to be for them. You might not get so far doing a rainbow technique with a teenager, but you know, you never know. And again, colour is frequency. Where So we started talking about filling up a child's chakras with all the colours of the rainbow. You know, it can be fun, easy, playful for them to get what it is that they needed. So their energy centres are open. We talked about the tool of swallowing the sun, which which helps them in terms of um, expanding their personal power, helping them to radiate light. You know, get children to do this. You can literally see their, you know, their back, lean back and their bellies open up and, you know, they can use their imagination to support themselves. Reading to children is really important, right, to activate their imagination. Your imagination is the gateway to your intuition. So being allowing yourself to be in that space celebrating their imaginary friends, asking them questions, including them, seeing what qualities that their imaginary friend has. You know, if their imaginary friend has qualities that aren't kind or loving, where is that child being exposed to that energy? You know, again, it's all about environment when it comes to children. What environment are they in? Don't make yourself wrong. Don't make yourself guilty. Don't beat yourself up but be aware and take action. That's the best thing you can do for your children, right? Nobody wants a child, a parent that feels guilty. It makes the kid feel guilty too, right? So don't allow yourself to go into like, I'm a terrible parent or I'm doing this all wrong. You're doing the best you can with the information and awareness that you have. Start applying some energy tools and opening the energy up. You'll be surprised. 
Okay, we talked about teaching your children to manifest early. Get them in that space of like, I can do this. You know, so when they come up against other challenges in life, as life inevitably does, they will be in that mindset of already looking for the solution rather than being stuck in the problem or stuck in fear. So get them into that space of like, you want a new bike? How are we going to create that? How can I support you in terms of your creation? Make it easy, right? And fun for them to be able to go out and create what they want get started early the earlier you can do this the easier it's going to be for them when they're an adult to go yep this is what I want to do and have the courage and confidence to go for it okay we talked about living heart-centered life and how gratitude is so important in terms of you know being grateful for just being alive right being grateful for the food in front of you being grateful for having things that other kids maybe don't have right being grateful for uh, there's a whole bunch of things to be grateful for depending on where you are and what country you live in you know sometimes we have to be grateful that you know our children aren't being married at the age of 10 okay so there's a lot to be grateful for and helping us to live in those energies of gratitude asking your children what they're grateful for about their day asking them what was great asking them perhaps when they're a little bit older you know what they failed at so that they get really good at stepping outside of their comfort zone and making it okay normalizing failure so they can be in that space if they can develop and that muscle and cultivate it so they're actually going you know what I'm going to try that and see what happens rather than holding themselves back because they're like I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong you know that's a huge thing to develop in a child if they can have that mindset of like I'm just going to step outside of my comfort zone because I can because it's okay to fail because it's okay to you know to to do that if you can cultivate that with your children they you know they'll become limitless right in terms of what they can do and what they can create for themselves so we've covered quite a few different things then right remembering of course that um (coughs) excuse me if your children are being bullied (coughs) excuse me if your children are being bullied, that they can always take their power back by sending blessings to the other person, by not picking up the energy, not picking up the other person's sadness, contraction, pain or suffering, learning how to teach your children to do that, by knowing that they always have a choice, that they can see that the other person's hurting, so that person actually needs blessings. It doesn't mean that we need to fix or heal the prob- or solve the problem for them. It just means that we have a choice in regards to how we respond. Knowing, namely, folks, that your children, um, yes, you know, they are a product of your environment. The best thing you can do for your children is overcome your own shadow and love your own shadow. So, therefore, you can make it okay for your children to love their own shadow inside of them as well. We want to learn what it is to be all-encompassing and inclusive. And I'm sure if you have children, they are your brightest stars. They are your probably your biggest challenge in a lot of ways but I can guarantee you on a soul level they have come because they're here to help you grow and they're also there for um, you know it's mutual right you're going to help them they're going to help you and you're all going to grow so I hope you've enjoyed this today folks in regards to energy tools if you want to learn more or join the Facebook group you can go to Intuitive Life Academy and find the group and come join us um, yeah amazing community of people who just really want to live from their intuition and develop their abilities to be supernatural 
So until next week, folks, many, many blessings to you all. I hope you're having a lovely day. Take good care of yourselves and lots of love. Bye for now. Bye.